0: Welcome to The B-Sides, a podcast for progressives who love pop music. We're your hosts. I'm Hannah. I'm Mimi. And I'm Becky.
1: Tune in for new episodes every other Wednesday to hear our conversations on pop's place in our world and the music you should put in your ears to fuel your reckoning with the trash fires all around us.
2: Thanks for tuning in. Here we go. Welcome to The B-Sides podcast. How's it going? It's sad.
0: It's going it's, great, but it's, it's a big day. This is a big day. Yeah, this is a big day.
2: Welcome to the B-Sides podcast, where we have spent about 4,000 minutes on a hot mic talking about pop music.
0: Did you do the math? Is that actually I the I did number? do the math. Yeah. I, it's wow. general. Wow. It's general, but yes. Hmm. Wow. A lot of minutes.
2: I was like, okay, somewhere between 65 to 70 hours or so, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm beautiful.
2: And I'm saying that, and we're so glad you're here because this is quite possibly our final episode. It's certainly our final episode of season three, and we do not currently have plans for a season four. So we're so glad you're here and we are going to close out with a fun little mailbag episode. Can't wait. Okay. Subscribe if you haven't already and open up the description of this episode to find other ways to join this internet home. And this is especially relevant because as I mentioned, we won't be coming out every other Wednesday anymore. The intro is deceiving you (laughs) as it does sometimes. Uh, The B-Sides podcast is coming to an end. This is our last episode, but we do still hope to use this feed every once in a while and we'll see what the future has in store, but we'll miss you all. And we hope
0: you'll miss us in your ears. So that means you should definitely join us on the internet. The link to join our discord server is in the show notes. Um, join us on Instagram. That's also going to be a place where we keep up. Um, and then we'll see, we have TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook too. And all of that is linked below. So see you on the internet.
1: Yeah. And our discord especially isn't going anywhere. So if you think of find yourself missing pop music analysis,
0: the discord will be the place to be. Yes. And so, um, I, I mentioned a few times to those of you who follow us on Instagram specifically. And then we mentioned on the podcast too, that, you know, we were saying like our extended hiatus is for a number of reasons. And we were being a little cheeky about it. And Becky was teasing some fake beef with each other, um, over the last few episodes. But now we can say like out loud, that part of the hiatus is because I'm pregnant, which is fun. Air horns. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so that's fun. And basically what that means is, you know, we're just, we're just taking a chance to re-examine life and, and all those things. And of course, life includes the B-sides. So, you know, just to be clear about like what we see the B-sides for the next few months and onward, the podcast is coming to an end now. This is the end of season three. And as Mimi said, we'll see about future, um, experiences on the podcast And then on the other ways that we connect with you all, the Instagram specifically and just in general other ways we connect together will stay pretty much as normal, at least between now and late summer, which is like when I'm due, basically. And then as my mom would say, when we welcome a new little Swifty into the world, Inshallah, et cetera. God willing. Um, I, I just have like no idea how I'll feel about this project, like truly no idea. Um, so we're just leaving it open. We're officially saying that we're closing down the B sides this summer, just like to relieve us of any pressure. But, um, the reason we keep saying that this is maybe a Jonas brothers hiatus rather than a one direction hiatus is because like truly who knows, we love talking with you all about pop music that won't change. So, we may just find ourselves needing to find new creative ways to connect with you all. Anyway. So that's our little hiatus soapbox.
1: And just like the Jonas brothers, you know, things are fluid. For example, Mm -hmm. Hannah's having a baby. So I'm going to the Jonas brothers concert with her sister. So maybe this podcast will take, we'll just replace, we'll slowly morph her younger sister into Hannah's role. As she and I are going to see the Jonas Brothers at Yankee Stadium, uh, like, oh, maybe when Hannah will have a uh-huh. fresh baby, which I think she should bring to the concert. So vote, vote to the Yankee comments, Stadium, do Yankee Stadium with maybe a ten-day-old, <laughs> <laughs> a fresh baby. What a thing to say! Okay, yeah. it is fresh. That's like fresh out. That's a fresh baby. Yeah, and the there's other no that- better place to be. Than Yankee Stadium With seeing the new perform five albums one night.
2: Yeah, that sounds like my personal nightmare. Um, but <laughs> we are different in that way. So I I I pray for you all. Um, the other way to think of this actually is also like if anyone watched Gilmore Girls back in the day, which right. I know I know Gilmore Girls is very loved it, very entertaining, definitely has been dragged through the mud for all the ways that it like. supported the Bush era yeah (laughs) but um but like the last episode and there were a lot of reasons for this the last episode at the time in 2007 was written as if it could be a season finale or a series finale and then it was like okay it is the series finale but then they came back 10 years later yeah nine years later on Netflix for a a brief moment in the sun so
1: who for knows? Good or bad reasons, though. You know. So,
2: <laughs> well, that's debatable. We don't have to do it for the same reasons. Yeah. Uh, a Netflix special? No, I don't think so. But just some love food for it. thought. Some food for thought. Until we figure out what's next. Until our try- Netflix special. Until our Netflix special. Actually, let's do Paramount Plus. Okay.
0: So okay. true. It's exclusive
2: yeah vip until you see us on paramount plus enjoy this last episode The first one more ad break and then we'll get into the mailbag Okay. So let's dive into the mailbag and these questions and comments, many of which we solicited from listeners on Instagram and discord. Here's a great one to start with. Which Carly Rae Jepsen B-Side song would each B-Sides host be if they were a CRJ B-Side song? I think that is also like a the cadence of that is fun. Like it's poetic. <laughs> yes. It's and we decided this wasn't in the question, but we were like, this is a great question. Very fun. Let's keep our answers secret until we record. And let's like see what we think each other's what we would choose for each other. Not like, yeah, but I think you would choose for yourself. You know, that's like too many layers. of B That's size. too many layers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so let's do that. Who wants to go first? Or how do we want to go about this? Well, I found this very challenging because I feel like I was looking at her B-sides and it made me realize that those songs are like, I mean, a lot of her songs are about love and relationships. That's like very typical of pop stars, but these songs were heavy on the like heartbreak or like real love. So I thought it was going to be relatively easy, but I was like, all of these songs are like really about a romantic and non-friendship relationship. So I had Mm -hmm. to kind of sift through. Did you guys have the same reaction or is that just... That's just music.
1: Um, I I misinterpreted this question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought she just meant like songs that aren't popular, not like the dedicated B side album. Oh, oh, I think that's probably oh.
0: that checks out.
1: I think that's fine. But I'm looking at it now, and so it it can it can um, I can pick something there too. But, like I was gonna be really cheeky and say that the song about you guys is like now that I found you. You know, it's oh. like nice. That is really nice, but that's can, not really that's a piece there. But
2: <laughs> well, if you want to choose others, you can, or you can stick with yeah, what you had for us and for yourself. Beautiful.
0: I love that music video with the cat; it's adorable. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to be associated with that in your mind, Becky. It's an honor. Yes, it is an honor. I can tell you what I thought about you two, okay, and me, okay. Um, I had. Store for Becky. I can I say that I also did, but I want to hear your <laughs> reason. Should I be insulted? No,
1: the reason I, I was have, worried and you I would be, you shouldn't.
0: Why is just because sometimes Becky just leaves, <laughs> and so and I don't think <laughs> Becky just went off camera. For example, she may it's- leave the meeting. It's always the thing is, it's always like, okay, it's the end of the meeting. Like it is officially the end of the meeting they are recording. So Becky's like, okay, bye. But like, I'm just someone who has a really hard time like leaving things. Same. And so then I just kind of like stay for a long time, including on zoom with Mimi, for example. So that's why Becky is the store. And I think that's a high compliment because I think that's my favorite of her besides like of ever.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I, it is true. There have been times where like Becky leaves and then Hannah, it's rare, but then Hannah and I are are on for like literally another 45 minutes.
0: That hasn't happened in a while, actually. But it hasn't happened in a while.
2: Yeah. This is like an older trend, I think. But I, yeah, I chose the store too, which is a song I have really, really loved for almost seven years now because Becky's like, Becky leaves, but Becky comes back and Becky's, Becky's the most on the go. I feel like Becky has yes. done meetings on the go with her mask at the height of the pandemic. Like I'm waiting in line. Do it. And I appreciate that. Cause it's like, if I'm, I will move things so that I'm not on the go, but I admire people who are like, yeah, I'm in my car. I'm like, do let's, let's go. Becky's not in her car. Becky doesn't drive, but you're on the go. You're succinct. And like your charm reminds me of the charm of this song. And I remember being at the Carly Ray com- concert being like, if she plays store, I will like melt in my seat. I will lose my mind. And Becky was like, wait, what? I think you didn't really know that. You were like, oh, I don't really know. I didn't. That one. Yeah. And I was like, Becky, you, I think you would love store or I just want you to yeah. love it. But it it has like a very specific, wonderful charm about it.
1: Um, well, that is very kind. In my defense, when I would leave these meetings, it was A, because I was hungry, and yes. B, because it was, it was the time when we were all on Zoom all day. And I was like, I can't yeah. look at my computer screen any longer. I and we like at reached a the screen. end of the agenda, and <laughs> yeah. it's over. Yeah. The meeting
0: was over. Yeah.
1: So I just had to defend myself one last time.
0: No defense needed. You you never, you may, you're,
1: perfect. Um, you're perfect. That is very nice. You guys were really... That was very nice. I'll take Mimi's over Hannah's, but that was very nice. (laughs) Okay, Hannah, keep going because I cut you off to just be like mine. You guys gave this a a lot more. um, You really
0: took, you really interpreted the question. I looked at the lyrics of like almost every one of her B sides because I was like, I really want to find something. Well, especially for Mimi, I think that Mimi's like really a lyric girl. Okay, I don't mean to put you in a in a box, Mimi. You also like sounds too. But I was like, I really want to find like a really good lyric for Mimi. But what I ended up doing was not that. For Mimi, I ended up choosing two songs that are connected, Mm -hmm. which is Felt This Way and Stay Away. So those songs are on dedicated side B and they are like sister songs. They're like connected. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like Mimi you're so good at seeing like connections between things and I feel like when you do find connections when you do see like something smart that an artist did on purpose I feel like it like it you get really excited it like tickles your brain and like you like to see all of that and I feel like this was just a very explicit it was also just like a fun pairing because you could tell she was like playing with an idea and Mm -hmm. tried it out two different ways And that also reminds me of like the way that you sometimes write or the way that you sometimes like create um, our episodes. You'll be like, I have an idea and like, let me figure out like how we're going to get there. So just because you could really see her thought process in those two songs. And because like, it's a fun little connection between those two songs, how smart all of that is like made me think of you, Mimi.
2: Oh, thank you. I love that. And I love those songs. They're so good. You know, Felt This Way is like one of my favorites, but I love both of them.
0: That's right. And they, ha- they have you. the same, they basically have the same opening line, I think, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lyrics, yeah. the lyrics like shift
2: right. To where they are at different places in the song. And that does tickle me for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you want to say what you were, or do you want me to say oh. what you were
0: for me? Um, actually you say what you were for you. Oh, let's, okay. say on Mimi.
2: Okay, so I was like, I really love a lot of her B-sides, but I think, although I, I love and appreciate that, I was like, I think that I am an emotion B-side. Like, uh-huh. I think that that is where I am. Like, that that moment was, was very special. And at first, I was like, maybe I'm Cry, because I love that song. It's so good. It's kind of 80s. Not that that has anything to do with me. It's just like a s- sound I like. And then I was like, and I am like, you know, when I'm emo, like that could be, that could be the one. But then I was like, no, at my best, I think I'm the song higher. Yes. Because you say that. What you did. (laughs) Yeah. One, like I'm a double Aquarian. Okay. Double air sign. And I can be kind of, I can be like choosy and hesitant and cynical and like kind of hard to read. And I know that. But then I'm also like hopeful and idealistic, especially around certain people. And so, and I think she's like getting at all of that in that song, singing that song. So that's the one. And also the, it's got a great bridge, which doesn't necessarily mean, I'm not going to sing it, but just go listen to it. It's a great song. All right. Do you want me to say now what you were? Yes. Okay. Okay, great. To me, you were... This again, this was tough across the board. Um, you were this love isn't crazy. And that's just because I feel like you are you're Hannah's
0: like raising her arm. I'm thinking more. about how good that song is and how I like it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, because I feel like cause you are very steadfast and sweet and enthusiastic and hopeful, but also like a realist. And you also handle stress better than just about anyone I know. I do feel, and I feel like that song encompasses like all of those things in the lyrics and in the sound. So I was like, that's, it could be more than one, but that's the one.
0: That's really high praise. That's a great song. Thank you so much. That's like a song that I wouldn't choose for myself because it's so good, you know? Aww. I'm just, I'm just kidding. But yeah. What did you choose? I chose come back also from dedicated side B because it's, it is one of my favorite songs um, on that album and dedicated. Um, but also I know this is kind of, this is actually, I was thinking about including this for Becky because it has Jack Antonoff on it. So I was, I was going to make this song about me. This is so. you. Okay. So you'll tell us how it's you. Yeah. Well, I,
1: well, no, you, you go first. Oh, okay. Okay. And then you'll I didn't want to interrupt you.
0: Well, maybe there's similar you know, reasons. Jack is just, Jack's our boy, unfortunately, as much as I'm in denial about it. Sometimes we have the same birthday. Um, and then also like the Jonas brothers came out with a song, come back around the same time. I mean, it was like probably a year apart, but that felt connected. So I, <laughs> I like that song. And I think it has like a nice steady beat. And for those reasons, I chose come back. Yeah. I
1: think that song too. Also like um, the lyrics of it are really pretty. And I think it's like a pull. I think it's like you have a pull to someone that you can't really explain, but you like always come back to them. Right. Come with me. And then it's like, come with me. Yeah. 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 And that's you and Jack Antonoff, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Both of us. (laughs) That was
0: fun. Love
2: Anything it. else to say? On that I point? will say that I
1: um, you guys made me a bigger
0: Carly Rae Jepsen fan. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Mission accomplice. Podcast over. That's that's all we needed. That was the goal of this yes. whole thing.
1: You definitely
0: made me a much bigger fan. That is great to
1: hear,
2: and I feel like she. There have been multiple anchors, but I really feel like she's been an anchor of this podcast. Yes, and we, definitely. she's been in the description since the beginning. Like she's here.
0: Yeah. So that's great. I think that she just understands what being underrated is all about mm-hmm. and like embraces it. And also ha- like, I think that just, she just, and also understand like, she's the, an, emb- an embodiment of optimism, which I think is the like theoretical trend that this podcast has, you know, Mm-hmm. the That we've like ridden that wave. So she just, she's really our touchstone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And also like not being taken seriously at the start, too.
1: Like mm-hmm. people really quick to discredit her music for call me maybe. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's meaning in all of it.
2: All Great. right, moving on. Good cue. Great question. Next one. What are the B side's thoughts on if Taylor Swift is the ghostwriter? Von Tiger on May Muller's song Better Days. And we were told to watch the Lavender or not the Lavender Haze video, the music video that came out before Lavender Hayes uh, for Better Days, which we did. I don't have many, I don't have any like smart thoughts about this. I feel smooth brained. So um, I feel like I'm, yeah.
1: Hannah and maybe Becky can mostly well, take this one. I didn't know this song, but Me I either. loved it. And mm-hmm. it didn't sound like Taylor written to me. It sounded like Dua Lipa. Yeah. Yeah. Like it sounded like a Dua Lipa song. Yeah. That like I, if you told me Dua Lipa wrote that, I'd be like, that checks out. Yeah.
0: I wouldn't have thought that until you had said that Becky, but then when you, when you were writing your thoughts, I was like, yeah, that definitely it's more Dua Lipa than Taylor to me. Cause it's like very dancey in a fun way. Very boppy. Mm-hmm. Yes. I am a no on this question. Um, I, but I totally see the parallels in the music video. I understand where this came from. Um, the music video has this kind of like dreamy seventies vibe. There's like a retro TV that is used. And there's like a weather girl moment on TV, which, you know, is very similar to the Lavender Hayes music video. There are shots of her, like sitting in of May Muller sitting around in silk robes, Um, and like having records around her, like I see where this comes from, but, um, not to diminish Taylor's brilliance, I don't want to knock her, but just to say to me, these two videos are just simply trendy. Like, I just think they're trendy. Mm -hmm. Um, so the only connection I see between them is that they're on trend. So I will say on the, the, the song itself, her voice is so not like Taylor's. It doesn't sound like Taylor's at all. So at first I was like, absolutely not. But then I was like, okay, Hannah, listen to the way the lyrics, like how they are and how they're sung, not her voice. Like think about Taylor Swift singing this. And I was like, I actually like cannot picture Taylor Swift singing this at all. Me either. Uh, Right. Mm -hmm. But I guess also like she did write the um,
1: Calvin Harris. Yeah, that's what you came for. But I can't But I guess that maybe sounds more like a reputation song.
0: Well, I mean, and her vocals are still, do you guys do you know that that her vocals are still on the chorus? Yeah back. Like the um the you oo, you oo's. That's not Rihanna. That's like straight up like Rihanna's not even on that.
2: And I, I mean, I think the mark of a good songwriter, too, a lot of the time is that they can write songs that wouldn't necessarily sound like that. We yes. couldn't necessarily imagine them singing. Right. Yes, that's true.
1: Like, Carol King wrote, like, so many songs yeah. that you would be like, what?
0: That doesn't sound like a Carol King song. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so true. So, and I also, what I haven't done is like this, the, the side-by-sides, I haven't watched the like TikTok conspiracy theories, not Mm -hmm. conspiracy, just theories. So I'm sure there's a lot of evidence I was overlooking, but that was my initial read on the question. You have
1: not done a deep hole yet.
0: I did Google it and I couldn't find anything. And it made me realize that this is the kind of stuff that the internet doesn't like, it it doesn't like, you don't, you don't get it on Google, you know, you get it on like Reddit tiktok like you have to find you didn't get it. like a heavy.com
1: it. who is <laughs> von tiger yeah,
0: yeah. um but it's a good song good vibes oh and of course sorry yeah. obviously also the word haze is in the chorus so that's also probably one mm. but yeah rare a
2: rare word good song yeah it was fun yeah okay speaking of rare rare why does Selena Gomez
1: have the most popular Instagram account in the whole world? Okay, it was. I don't. I was not shocked. I'm not shocked about this fact. Yeah. Um. She's like. She's so world famous. I think we in America uh, clearly don't realize like how famous she is in other countries. Yeah. For like, but once I watched her documentary, you're like, oh, this checks out. Like, she's so famous in Brazil, and South America. Um. I, for many reasons, one, like if you've watched her doc, like she's a hardcore Christian girl and I, that, um, carries well to other countries. She does missionary work and like, she's a pop star. She's been famous for a very long time. Like we should not discredit her Disney years where I'm sure all of those shows are syndic- syndicated, like everywhere across the con- across the world. Um, so I'm not, I'm not surprised that she, has like millions and millions of followers.
0: You know, that also reminds me of Becky, you, like you mentioned this a little bit. I would be very curious to see the like age, like the the map of people with the most Instagram followers and their ages, because I yeah. feel like Selena Gomez and people who are born in the early nineties are like the exact age of like, they're, they're the easiest to follow. They're like the most Instagram perfect, I mean, I know that like, you know, Kendall Jenner is one of the other, like, I know that and she's a little younger, so I'm not. To, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I, that's a hypothesis. I have no idea if it's true. Um, yeah. For me. I think, oh yeah.
1: Oh no. I was going to say that I think people are sh- shocked about Selena having the most followers because they like, don't think that she's a good pop star. That to me is the subreading of this mm-hmm. where yes. they're like, why does she have so many followers when her music isn't very good? Um, as opposed to, you wouldn't be like, why does Ariana Grande have like millions and millions of followers or same for Taylor Swift, I guess, that she's on the same level of pop stardom as the two of them.
0: But she like is not only that, it's not only like, oh, that her music isn't good. It's just, she doesn't right now looms so large in our cultural men, like minds, but you have to remember that when Instagram was at its peak, Selena also was. So yeah. there's like that connection too. Um, to me, it boils down to two things. One of which you already mentioned, Becky, what, which is having a huge international fan base, just the sheer number of humans who have heard of and like Selena Gomez around the world is so much more than the average celebrity. But the other thing, honestly, it's just, she's really pretty. So she's really easy to follow for being really pretty. I think that that, those are the two things for me is like, she's really pretty. And she has a huge international fan base. And she's so non-offensive. Yeah. Well, so
2: I agree with all of that. And I think the age thing too sort of crossed my mind of like being a non-geriatric millennial yeah. is a great age for that because you very easily are connected to the two most active generations on Instagram, you know. Um I do want to clarify yeah. that she, she is the most followed woman actor and singer on Instagram, but, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is actually the most followed person. Got it. And he has significantly more like millions international million.
0: international, interna- Mr. Worldwide, Mr. Worldwide. So, um, was Selena ever the most followed person on Instagram? We can find out. I, I, I thought that she was at some point. I think she probably was. Yeah. I actually didn't think, I wasn't sure she was anymore, but I, yeah.
2: But she has been and all of this, yeah, all this holds true. And I think, yeah, I, what, Becky, what did you just say about her? She's non-controversial, right? Something like
1: that. Yeah. She's like non-offensive, although she is going through things right now, the same way that Arya is. It's about people criticize, not criticize, like pointing out her weight gain. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe that's like the most that she's ever had or weight gain in quotes, I should say, that have to like, um. You know, I think she's had a few blunders, but she doesn't really like post like she's not out here posting like the Tennessee should reinstate the city council member, the state representatives that they voted out, or like it should be we should have abortion access for all, you know. She's not like she's not making comments like that. So
2: yeah, she's just in her documentary being like, I need to pass a bill in the Senate related to (laughs) curriculum in schools, but I don't know how. And it's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, I, so the other thing with that is I just think that she, I think that she has maybe the best PR team ever. Like she has had, she's been up to things and she's had consistent scandals, but her image is so clear. And that helps her, I think, to be near universally adored as well. And she's also had very public relationships And does just come across as like nice and relatable. So all of that is kind of a draw. All of that like brings intrigue, but also likability.
1: Yeah. And people like Hailey Bieber really fucked things up for herself too. And like all of that drama. So Mm -hmm. the stands came out extra hard. And I think Selena came out on, on top on that too.
0: That's wild. Mm -hmm. You got to keep an eye out. Yeah. Yeah. So this person wanted any reason we gave you a bunch. How's that? (laughs) That There's a lot of. I get the yeah. question. I do. It's like this person does not loom so large in my mind. Why is she so Instagram famous? But when you break it down, there's a lot I, of reasons.
1: Yeah, I think I talked about this with someone recently who was like, "Why is Selena? Why Selena Gomez?" <laughs> so I was prepared.
0: I find myself talking about this a lot, which is funny that you say that, Becky. Like, I feel like every few months you, uh- asks the same question, and I'm like, <laughs> "Well, let me tell you. Like, this is my hypothesis." And mm-hmm. um, I do have to add some of your answers to my to my stump speech. About it because I I think the
1: Christian stuff can't be overlooked too. Yeah. For like how much of the world is Christian
0: and the PR team piece mm-hmm. that you yes. were saying I don't I didn't I don't yes. think about that enough. Got to yeah. keep your eyes open out here. They don't want you to think about it. They don't want to. They're, yeah. doing, They're doing their sub. job. They're really good. It
2: their job. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Here's one for the time capsule, especially of the moment. I don't know if your answers have changed since you first saw this question, but the question is: What music artist? slash story. Did you last Google or Reddit? Well, I can say that um, my real answer is something that I legally can't say right now, but I can, <laughs> but you will know shortly. So that at, I know at time of recording, like, no, actually legally, I can't say. So I'm going to say what I looked up before that, which is, and I've never looked this person up as far as I remember, Brad Paisley, because he was trending because he just went to Ukraine with Joe Manchin, Lisa Murkowski and Mark Kelly. And there's this like kind of weird footage of him.
1: <laughs> how did I, few... I miss that? Like, miss I, was,
2: it. I was like, actually, this should be Becky. Um, this shouldn't be. Ow, me this. this should be Becky. This. Okay. So he just, oh my it God. Just Do you
1: ever learn something and you're like, world is shook because you think you know everything and then you learn something and you're like, wait, I don't know everything that's happening.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, if you don't oh know God. this, what else don't you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: actually, I think we're going to talk about that concept more towards the end of this, but yes. And so there's like footage of him. This is from today, I think, playing like taking out an acoustic guitar and playing it and singing a Ukrainian folk song in the street. Unbelievable. It's raining and um, I'm sorry, I need to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Becky's going to do what she does and she's going to to the store. (laughs) I'm not okay right now. Like, I'm not Okay we might not see her anymore, anymore. Becky's just going to the store. Okay. So that was really wacky. Um, and, uh, certainly a time capsule moment who wants to go next.
1: Um, I mean my recent search is an obvious one. I think we've all been looking up the Taylor Swift, um, Joe breakup. So it exists in the time capsule. We don't need to get into it instead. I don't know if you guys have seen the Ali Goodling and her weird, ridiculous press tour for her new album. Um, she said, like, recently that this is going to be her least personal album yet. What? Which is just, <laughs> it's like, a funny thing so to say. It's really funny
2: to say. It's like the I opposite would... of what anyone says. They and now say...
1: she's talking about how, like, she may write about climate change because it's starting to make her, like, so angry. Which, right. great, but she's just, like saying ridiculous things. And you know, what's working on me. I might, um, I'm
2: excited to listen. I'm obsessed. I need to go learn more about that after we get off this call. Cause that's so funny. They always my... say
0: that it's like, this is my most personal album yet. And I love being like, this is not, no, nope, yeah. not at all.
2: And she's going in the opposite direction. And also Gosh, climate change will be look, the personal and the collective can be one and the same. And this is gonna
1: it's gonna get personal, Ellie. If you don't write this album and stop climate change, <laughs> fix this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> fix it. So Hillary Clinton is looking for a next song to run for
0: office to. Oh so
1: I hope it works out for her.
0: Oh, this is the new fight song. Yeah. If okay. she wasn't British, that would actually be like they would be so perfectly aligned for uh, a campaign moment. Oh my okay. god. Hannah? Um, mine is Lizzie McAlpine. Is that how you say your name? I don't even know. I don't know her. I don't know her either. Not in a Mariah
2: a- Carey shade way, just in a, yeah. I don't know.
0: You do. She's the one who has that song that I'm going to be embarrassed, but I'm going to sing it for you okay. right now. It's yes. like, yes. It down, oh, yeah. I to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do do know. I know that song? And you don't exist.
1: And yeah. the,
0: the last time <laughs> yeah. that we kissed. I'm still singing, hoping that talks. Becky gets it.
1: I'm going to make Be- you keep singing. I'm <laughs> going to look it up after. <laughs> it seems hard to sing. Okay.
0: That was very difficult. Becky, are you still off TikTok? Of yeah. So that's why. Yeah. You wouldn't have missed it. Good for you. Good for you, Becky.
1: I don't miss it. Sometimes I'll redownload it. And then I'll be on for like ten minutes, and I'm like, "Why am I here?" And I
0: delete it. Yeah, checks out. That's good. Um, she is someone who I thought was just a TikTok person, but actually, some of you all, some of the B sides listeners, every once in a while, will like share a song of hers in your Instagram stories, or you'll just like say something about her in your Instagram stories, and I learn about her through you all. And turns out, like, she's actually someone who is like building a uh, like consistent fan base. And so she may be, you know, a a mainstay of future musicians. So that's good for her. So I was Googling her to be like, who is this person? Like beyond just being on my TikTok page. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like it's a good time capsule question because her trajectory, I mean, a lot of TikTok people come up and down, Mm -hmm. um, but I heard her song in, uh, in a rest stop last weekend. So it's on the radio. Like it's, you know- and they were like the VJ or whatever the, the person at no, I guess it's a DJ. What do you call it when someone's on the mic on a radio station? Yeah. DJ. The yeah, DJ. Yeah. It's not TRL. Um if only. Yeah. They were like saying all this stuff about Lazy McAlpine. And I was like, I need to like know who this person is because I think she might be someone who has a promising future. A promising young woman. A promising young woman. Okay.
2: Can you play us out uh, just singing (laughs) that? Okay. That's a concert I wish I attended. Yes.
1: Singing that song.
2: Which brings us to our next question. What is a concert or maybe a specific tour that you wish you could have gone to from our lifetime and or before we were born? I'll go first, even though I just asked the question because I want to go first. Um, I would have loved to see... Whitney Houston live, especially in the early part of her career, but after How Will I Know, I want to dance with somebody, so emotional, so she would sing those at the concert for sure. Um, So probably her 1987 tour Moment of Truth, it would be amazing, it would just be amazing to hear her voice, the voice live, like I just yeah, and then I also was like "Mm, I think, I mean there's so many there's so many concerts I'd like to go to, but I would have liked to see Fleetwood Mac during the rumors tour in 1977, oh. because I think they just would have been so good. And there also was like a lot of drama. They weren't speaking to each other when they made that Wild. album and they'd probably play some of their older, you know, like love songs too. And that it was, I would,
0: we would love it. We would love. It would be like overwhelmingly good and like tea filled and stressful and fun
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and there's the part of me that thinks I would have like done well in the in the 70s (laughs) delusionally probably so I think it plays into that as well but even if I could just be transported back to the concert yeah just and then back and then we're back here uh that would be disorienting but I would love it
0: I could see you having a great time in the 70s being your age in the 70s absolutely yeah why not why not Um, I'll go next. My real answer is the reputation stadium tour because I really should have gone. I don't know what I was thinking. I remember my sister and I texting about it and being like, we don't like, look what you made me do. Like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I, it took me, it took me too long to realize how good reputation was. And I held it against her. Like, I just, I hated all of the singles so much. They made me so disappointed because she had come back from this looking back, it wasn't even that long of a hiatus, but I know she made it, she felt like it was, and we felt like it was. And I held it against her and it was stupid because watching the special on Netflix, the reputation tour on Netflix, was clearly amazing. And that was silly. So that's my actual answer. Well, can I ask you a question about that? Yes. Did you, did you
2: come to that realization because of reputation itself or because the pandemic happened? And then it was like, oh, wow. like. She, you know, she hasn't toured and now she hasn't toured in half a decade until the Eras tour. And so like, is that, did that factor into it or was it more yes. just like, you know what? I actually like, just like that album a lot and I would have liked to go.
0: It's not that the pandemic happened and it's been a long time. It's that the pandemic happened and I realized how I was taking live music for granted mm-hmm. because I also, if like Becky, you know, you were all set to go to Loverfest and I didn't have tickets to that either mm-hmm. Um, because I was just like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. I was overthinking it. And now I'm like, no more overthinking when there's an artist that you love and they're going on tour, you go like, Mm -hmm. you don't overthink it. You know, you just show up because it's such a gift. Like it's every one of those tours is a gift. And I don't, I don't mean because like being in person, I, I don't mean the like cheesy, we are not in a pandemic anymore. Everything's a gift. I just mean like just even more fundamentally, I, I do feel like I, I have an appreciation for live music over the last few years that is partly colored by COVID and also partly just colored by like getting older and realizing how good music is and how you should just like see it. <laughs> yeah. And then also over the years, just like falling in love with Reputation for sure. Made that happen. Yeah. Okay, cool. Please go on. Thank you for the follow-up question. Of course. Um, My more like out of left field answer is um tina turner so when i only out of left field because i don't talk about her a lot on this podcast tina turner had a documentary a few years ago um that i thought was great and i when i was watching it i was like damn she really puts on a great show she's clearly just like an amazing entertainer and then um they were specifically focusing for you know a scene or two on the break every rule tour which was her 1986, 1987 tour. It's the highest grossing female tour of the eighties. And the concert in Brazil that she played during that tour remains, I Googled this, the largest paying concert audience by a female artist. So like, that's cool. Wow. And that's what came to mind when this question was like, what's like a historic moment? Like that Tina Turner concert looked fucking awesome. Would have loved (laughs) to be there. Um and my last answer to this is not actually an answer it's more of a flex um that I saw Bruce Springsteen last night and it definitely feels like you know just yeah like a, you're part of history when you see the greats it's just like a really special thing to to do.
1: Mhm. I like Hannah um what you just said about live music is how I feel. I like really pre-pandemic like it's not how I chose to spend my money and being in the pandemic has made me realize that like I enjoy it and it makes me feel so much more rejuvenated. So I've made an effort to spend my money on that over other things and it's yeah. been worth it so far. For example, I'm seeing the Jonas Brothers again. <laughs> um, Cause they were so much fun when Hannah and I saw them a year and a half ago. So, um, I, so, so many, I would have loved to see the Spice Girls um, in their original time. And also mm-hmm. I think they were in London a couple of years ago. Like, I would have flown to London. That would have been super fun to have done. Um, I just saw Taylor at the Eras tour and I'd never seen her live before. And I regret that. And I wish I had gone either reputation, but I would have loved to have gone to speak now. Mm. Um, when that came out, Destiny's Child would have been fun. Just so many. Um, but yeah. Destiny's Child would have been amazing. Awesome. Yeah, all of
2: those. And all of those happened while we were alive. So I was like, what was I? I mean, I was going yeah. to a lot
1: of concerts we before. We were but young. Not,
2: well, yes, but not, but I wasn't too young for like speak now. Like yeah. what was I doing? You know, it's like,
1: or. We yeah. were in college and have a lot of money. And so I was like, I'd rather not spend a hundred dollars on tickets, but in retrospect, like that hundred dollars would have been better spent than what I probably just used it on like yeah. dinner, them three dinners mm-hmm. out when I could have spent it on that. Which yeah. is how I tell myself when I see a lot of live things that I, um so, but you live and you learn and I'm, I'm surely making up for it now as I do not pretty much say no to anything. So yeah. For, be- for better
0: or for worse. <laughs> do you guys have any concerts coming up that you're excited about? I guess. I'm seeing
1: Taylor course. again. Yes.
0: I am yeah. seeing Taylor
1: for the first time.
2: Um, I'm seeing the, I might see Beyonce. Or I might sell those tickets. I'm not sure. But I have seen her twice. If I hadn't seen her ever, I know. If I hadn't seen her, I just don't know if I'll be able to go. Okay. And if I I would make it work if I hadn't seen her before. Yeah. But I have seen her twice and it was life changing both times. Um, so it could be life changing again. And then I'm seeing the very different the Decemberists and the postal service in September.
1: I wanted to go to that and it's sold out. Becky, maybe we can find a way
2: for you, but Let yeah, when I come
1: I... down, huh? I would come down to you're singing in DC.
2: No, I'm seeing in New York. Cause one of my friends who lives in New York, like got oh. four tickets and was
1: like here. Okay. <laughs> well, if one of those comes up, I'll for sure. Come. Yeah. Um, my friend who lives in Virginia was like, you should come to the DC show. It's general admission. Like it's the lawn, mm-hmm. but it's sold out. Oh, okay. Um, but I would definitely, I've seen the Decemberists before. We'll keep They're an eye so, out. so good. Oh my God. Yeah. Wait,
2: is it the Decemberists?
1: It is. No, it's Death Cab. No, no. Sorry. Yeah. It's that's Death what Cab. I meant
2: to say. Sorry. They're all in the same, but, but <laughs> yeah, the post. Yeah. So yeah. It's Death, Death Cab. Cab silly Glay is good. Like the same guy. Death Cab, the most featured people in the OC, probably.
1: Anyway. I'm also I'm seeing Beyonce too. Yes. And oh I have God. never seen her before. So I will make Ugh. it work.
0: It's going to be amazing. I had the privilege of seeing Death Cab for Cutie for free slash getting paid for it when I was an usher at the Mann Music Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Wow. That's fun. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. It was such an easy job. It was amazing.
1: I saw it at Sharon for free at an intimate performance at the Philadelphia Museum of Art with my friend Sophie in 2012. Oh my God. I forgot Uh, about (laughs) that. He was, I really liked him back then. I really, like Lego house. Yeah, Lego house, 18. Oh, yeah. And it was a bunch of crying 10-year-olds. Oh, my God. That's Me beautiful.
0: It was intimate. It was like 50 people. I don't know how she swung that. Did he have like a loop pedal at that time? I feel like that's like his, like a guitar and a loop pedal, and that's like his vibe. I'm sure that's what it was. Yeah. It was, he was good. He's a talented right, cool. man. He's just so oh, easy yeah. to make fun of. He really is. <laughs> okay. Sorry, everyone. I'm
2: not seeing the Decemberists
0: but we All are the are seeing- fans who are listening. were like screaming into the, <laughs> into their headphones. No, I'm so sorry. Uh, Hannah, what about you? Oh yes. Um, I'm seeing Ali and AJ next week, which I'm really excited about. Nice. That's definitely like one of those things of like, I, do I need to see Ali and AJ? No, but is that just the kind of thing that's going to be a great way to spend a few hours? Just do it. Like, yes. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I loved their last two albums And then, yeah, Taylor Swift coming up in May in Philadelphia, the day after Mimi. Can't wait. Two days after. Two days after. Mm -hmm. Oh, you keep reminding me that and I keep forgetting. Unless you want to also come to my show. I do. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Okay, Okay. I'll
1: come. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, I have a bachelorette party that weekend and they already moved it because of my Taylor Swift schedule. (laughs) It. Wait, that would be, yes, but you could really make history if you make them move it again.
0: <laughs> That's actually right. so funny. If you ask a bachelorette party to move two times for your Taylor Swift t- tickets,
1: because I am want to see her a
0: third time. Yeah. Cause you want to see her a third time. That's yeah. unbelievable. Um, love it. we'll,
2: we'll talk about this off mic. Okay. So those are all great. I love that. Okay. Next question. What other topic would you start a podcast about? If you had all the resources, a.k.a. time, funding, et cetera. And I think we should also consider, is this the same answer you
0: think you would have given in 2019 when we started this podcast or is it different? Amazing question. Okay. My quest, my answer now is so different than 2019, um, which is something about like sewing your own clothes, but also sustainability. Um, And like how to sew sustainab- sustainably. But one, I don't want to or care to do that. But also, that podcast already exists. It's so precious. In case there's a Venn diagram of people who are B-sides listeners and also interested in sewing their own clothes, I know there's a few of you actually. It's called Check Your Thread. So that already exists if that's of interest to you. But in general, like a, another version of that kind of podcast would just be like uh, a podcast about buying as little new as possible. I've really just like, it's become a little fun challenge for me that I just like, I'm try, I am try to really buy almost nothing new, period. So that could be fun. You know, like, what did you get on buy nothing? What did you get at the thrift store? What did you get on the Facebook marketplace? What did you think you needed and then realized you didn't and just reused or get from a friend or any of that? That could be really fun. But that, not that I wasn't interested in those things. I did like sewing and um, all of that in 2019, but there's no other podcast I would have started in 2019, man. There's just nothing else. It was this. Mm-hmm. It was this. And there it was. <laughs> wow.
2: I love that. And when you say buy, buy nothing new, like that's that goes beyond clothing. That's like really kind of everything you can get that's.
0: Besides food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, that could get tough. It's very well, aspirational. It's not like I don't, but yeah. Right. But you look, Canada you do, do, do look beyond clothing.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Do you do too good to go?
0: I actually have
1: not done too good to go. I just started on it like three days ago, and I got from a fish store near me for six dollars. I got twenty five dollars worth of fresh salmon. Oh my god! Okay. And then today though I did a supermarket, and um, it it was not as good. I got oh. I got whatever. I got ground beef, which is good. I, I'm freezing it, and
0: yeah. then I got
1: whole wheat honey bread. Huh. And baby and baby food, oh, okay. you can't choose, no, it's a surprise bag, so like grocery stores I've learned are harder, but that was six dollars and whatever that's oh like wow, beef the beef alone is, was eight, so you know, if you wow. save on just that, no, for groceries, you can't pick, but like fish store, you like, no, you're gonna get fish, yeah, and like so what everyone has told me is actually the Poke places are the best because. For $6, you'll get a poke bowl, but you don't get to choose what's inside of it. But if you aren't picky about their food, it's like that's pretty so good. fun. Yeah. You should look into it. And a story I bet there's a bunch of restaurants and like the number one thing that there's so many restaurants is pastries, obviously pastries right. and bagels. Right. So that if you sense. like have a get, if you have a get together or people coming over or something, you could do buy enough, not buy nothing, but too good to go and get like for $6, like $20 worth of pastries. Oh my God. That's so fun. Nice. So, so fun. I recommend. Thank you so much.
2: Great. Should I keep this in for tips for anyone local? Yeah. Okay.
1: Too Good To Go is great because it cuts down on like it cuts down on carbon emissions and it cuts down on like food waste, um, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And you're not. Yeah, it's good. Hashtag not sponsored. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is
0: an unsponsored ad. OK. <laughs> the baby food, though, I was like, why the fuck is someplace giving me? <laughs> But then if you this. put that in your local community fridge, someone will be so happy to get it. They'll be so happy. So true. I you didn't know? do that. I tried it. No, you didn't.
1: <laughs> you tried. tried the baby it. Food? <laughs> it was Jennifer Gardner's brand. It's like one whatever. And how was it? In theory, it's supposed to should be good because it's like kale, apple, and like one other fruit, banana, maybe. It just has a weird texture. Yes. Because it's for babies. <laughs> Yeah, but I was like, maybe this like tastes yeah. like applesauce.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I understand that. Okay.
1: Yeah. Also, that thing retails at $3. I was like, oh oh, that is expensive. That is expensive.
0: Yeah. Oh I'm okay. blessed in my
1: co-op that like things are cheaper. So I like, yeah, I shouldn't be doing the grocery store thing. I don't really need to do it. I just wanted to see what they would give me.
2: I love that. Okay. Yeah. But the fish. Becky. <laughs> Becky, aside Sorry. from good to go, what would you do a podcast about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the things I discover on Too good to go is actually my newest great idea. podcast yeah. idea. You're I'm right. just gonna send you voice notes, Hannah, every time I pick up something in Too Good To Go <laughs> detailing what I have picked up. Um to I love reality TV. And I think this then diagrams with this podcast because um I think like labeling why we label things as guilt when we shouldn't, and like exploring like what guilty pleasure means and like renaming that term like I, I hate the word guilty pleasure because we shouldn't be like that Associates some like embarrassment to someone's hobbies when like no I'm not embarrassed for the TV that I watch the music that I listen to mm-hmm. but back to you, good to go no
0: I'm just
2: <laughs> uh there's been a coup and it's Becky taking over this podcast with this new one okay um for me Reality TV does sound really fun, actually. I Mine would be kind of um, along the lines of like, you know, I'm very interested in how narratives are constructed and why. And I think reality TV is actually like a great primer for that. Yeah. That you can then apply to any kind of narrative, any like text that you're looking at. Um, but I would probably... I think, and I think in 2019 and probably now, I would probably do some sort of history podcast. I think back then I wasn't really like doing as much as I, definitely not as much as I am now. The kind of work that I want to be doing, so I don't think I would focus as much on that. But I probably would do like a pop culture slash history podcast from like the 1970s into the 2000s because I'm very interested. And a lot of things that were going on then and how they affect us now. And a lot of the things that kind of happened right before we came into the world and how they affect our lives today and our
0: growing up and early years and all that stuff. So I've listened to that. Okay. Me too. Oh, I just thought of another one. Can I say another one real quick? Yeah. Because it's also an offer for the world for okay. th- our listeners. I was thinking what I, what I would have actually, the podcast I would have started in 2019 besides the B-sides would have been about like um, chronic pain issues and like yeah specifically how to navigate doctors. So something I was like saying to my friends at the time, but I'll say to the whole world right now is something I love to do truly, even with like strangers is prep and debrief doctor's appointments Mm. If anybody ever wants to prep for a doctor doctor's appointment or debrief a doctor's appointment, please DM at listen to the B sides. Like I love to do that. I hate the feeling of getting to a doctor's appointment and feeling like you, you don't know what the questions even are that you want to ask. And they have their door, their hand on the door knob and they say anything else. And you're like, wait, yes, yeah, so much, so much. But your brain mm-hmm. says no, like, you know, your mouth says No and then you they leave and you're like, wait, wait, what's anything? Anyway, yeah. if you ever want to prep for a doctor's appointment or debrief a doctor's appointment, or just like have solidarity with someone who gets stressed at doctor's appointments, but they're important, that is something that I would make a podcast about, but much more easily would just love to DM you about. So feel free to slide. I in. love that. Yeah.
2: I love that too. That's amazing. And this goes back to what I was saying about the way you deal with stress, which I'm sure not always feels this way, but you're like, you deal with it and you're like, all right, let's figure this out. And let me also figure it out in such a way where I can help other people. So they don't have to deal with all of this on the level
0: that I have just dealt with it. So, right. I mean, my number one tip is you just start singing Carly Rae Jepsen and it makes the doctor kind of freeze in place. They don't know what to do. And it buys you time to think of the questions that you haven't asked yet. Exactly. That's perfect.
2: Okay. Our next question is really it's very deep Hannah can you tell us it's really expansive it's wide open um Hannah can you tell us more
0: about that okay so when Mimi posted on the Instagram like soliciting questions from you all one of the questions was really with a question mark this Mm -hmm. is from my mother-in-law Margo shout out Margo if you're listening um she really meant it that was really her question. She had missed. She had missed the announcements that the Beast Heads was coming to an end. She was oh. really surprised. Did um, she know you were pregnant? She does know that I'm pregnant. <laughs> That's good. And she genuinely just had missed it and was very surprised by the bluntness of the Instagram stories, <gasps> and was just and just wanted to hear more. So. Hopefully we've answered this question, Margo, throughout this episode. If you've been listening about, yes, really, really. um, But also maybe not, you know. But maybe
2: not. And if you have more follow-up questions, um, you know, you can contact Hannah directly and she will be happy to answer them. It was, I mean, I I guess it was kind of blunt or direct. But I think it was, I tried to offset it with the cherry blossoms. Yes, Yeah, but if you did not see any previous announcements or hear anything, then it would be like, wait,
0: really? Yeah. So I get it. I get it.
1: I don't know how you wouldn't have seen Hannah's pregnancy post. That explained it.
0: So she saw the pregnancy announcement, and she said that after seeing those stories, she went back to it and scrolled down and read the whole caption, and she was like, "Hannah, I'm worried that people." didn't actually get the announcement because it's kind of bar- the announcement about the hiatus because it's kind of buried in the Rihanna, you know, interpretation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I totally agree, but like good news, We've, we have been announcing it in other ways, but it is a good reminder that, you know, not everybody sees everything in this world. Yeah. Not everybody reads every caption. True. I sure don't. So sure. true. So after some stories, time? she went back to reread the caption and was like, oh yeah, it was here all along, but it was kind of buried. And I was like, you're right.
1: That's dedication.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I would have loved more if that's how she found out you were pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> just for the yeah. drama. Just for the just drama. For the, of it. Just for the gossip. That would have come the from drama. It. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. We're. I'm glad we addressed this. Again, we're here. We're okay. Here. All right. So the next thing is kind of a lightning round, and then we'll get back to a few more questions, and then we will wrap up. But. Um, the next is a lightning round from when Hannah solicited reactions to mm-hmm. Taylor Swift and Joe Allen breaking up, which happened very recently at
0: the time of recording. Because someone wanted us to talk about this for the mailbag, right?
2: Uh or was that Oh I yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Someone did, yes. Someone yeah. did.
0: And then we solicited and then we got a flurry of reactions to that. So, yes. and these reactions are from um the close friends Instagram. So just a reminder for those of you who don't know on Instagram, if you DM me and you want to be in this, I'll put you on our close friends list. And that is what I spam more Taylor Swift-ness. Cause some people don't want all the Taylor Swift content. So if you want to be involved in more Taylor Swift content, let me know and you'll be added to the close friends list and you can get stuff like this. If you want to be in the close friends community.
2: Yes. The person who sent a question of the mailbag said, quote, I'm still convinced Taylor is queer baiting and fans are just playing themselves. And then all of the other reactions we're going to read are from the
0: direct, like, what, what are our reactions to this breakup? Yeah. Sounds terrible, but excited for the album this will give us very curious about how
1: they decided when to announce this in relation to the beginning of the tour. Convenient that essentially, oh, every band opening for her on tour is full of queer women. Smiley face.
0: What? Holy dot, dot, dot. I'm shaken.
1: All eyes
0: on Carly and Josh. Eyes emoji. (laughs) No way. I'm not surprised, but kind of excited if this is true to see what comes next. P-R-R-S this whole time? I'm dying to hear everyone's takes.
2: I can't wait to see what Gaylor TikTok has to say about this.
1: Not sure I buy it yet. I need a Taylor confirmation to believe it. Sad we'll never hear paper rings live. Okay, I love this one. <laughs>
2: Gaylor Hive Rise. That's a bunch of E's. But in a loving, supportive, not creepy way. Yeah, checks out. I'm stunned. I feel like she's preparing to come out. Has this been confirmed? Because I don't actually
1: believe it. Fake news. Not true until she says something or he
0: posts the cats. I can hardly believe it. I was wondering why no one had seen him, but still in total shock. I wasn't ready to wake up to this sort of heartbreak. Mm. WTF? Ah! The gasp I just gave. If we get a bisexual confirmation reveal coming out at some point, I may never recover. I have no take. I am in shock. The wording of the announcement is so odd. Devastated, but not sure why.
1: I think it's real given how closely coordinated the leaks are. Seems like tree. Tree
0: emoji. In relationship. And in reference to her PR person. Tree pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Lots of reactions. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know that I have any uh, takes beyond that. I feel like that was the whole spectrum of takes. That was everyone else. That That was everything. everything. Okay. Well, let's get into a related question then, which is how do you feel about the fact that all of our emergency sides episodes have been about Taylor Swift? Like, what does it mean? That's actually a question for me.
1: I was like, this one's for for me. Yeah. What does it mean? I mean she is the moment she is the icon she is legend and she's the biggest pop star in our world right now and frankly she is like the only artist that has dropped these kind of albums like this like i think we probably would have done it if ariana grande
0: well what this is when did ariana grande release some um, positions october 2020 and we did a regular episode because we had time she didn't she it was kind of a surprise album it was planned but yeah. it was like, it was like within the, I remember that she tweeted, I can't wait to show you all my album this month. So we had like a little time. Yeah.
2: And I, I think that if we had this podcast when Thank You Next came out, like that yes. was a surprise. Yeah. We would have done it then or like when the Beyonce album came out in 2013, which obviously we didn't have a podcast then, but in, in this time
1: span, it's true. It has been very Taylor centric. Yeah. uh uh-huh. Yeah. So I think that has really been like, that's why.
0: That's why. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all. Well, so I'm a little surprised in that, like when we started this podcast and had this idea that every once in a while we would do an e-sides and it was like, you know, emergency, like, and then if you had told me that the entirety of the podcast would go by and every single one we did would be only about Taylor Swift, I, that would have been a surprise to me. But the truth is we didn't do so many of them because there's very little we want to react to in like a less than two week span, which is usually like the amount of time we give ourselves. And part of that is because I don't think people look to us to be a source of like breaking pop news. I think that we design our episodes to be a little bit more evergreen. So people don't expect like immediate episodes about something. I think that's more like what Instagram is for. Um, I mean, I know for me, like I know that there are pop culture podcasts I used to listen to and I actually stopped because their episodes were only ever relevant for like one to two days. And if I miss that window, I would already feel like, oh, this is old news. I know, I've heard everything I need to hear about this. So I'm glad we designed it this way. But it also means people like are never reaching out to us saying, oh, where's your take on this thing? And then the exception to that is Taylor Swift, because there's always something to say about Taylor Swift and people are like kind of craving more content from mm-hmm. about her. And certainly we have just like a lot to say, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with all of that, what you both said. and
2: um. I'll just add that I think this is the exact behavior that Taylor would want from us. This is what, this is the behavior she's trying to create in people. And I'm not sure how I feel about that, but otherwise I feel okay about it. That's so funny. We're playing right into her hand. Okay. A couple more questions since the B sides tagline started as quote, rating the underrated who is an underrated pop artist as we speak. Okay, so I'll go first and say that lately, and I know we've talked about her briefly before, but I've been loving LMA's 2022 album, Heart on My Sleeve. I don't know if either of you listened to it or maybe some songs on it. No. I think you'd really I think you would really, really like it. I love starting, her. Starting yeah. with the first song, Trying, which is a great song. And I can't wait to see what's next for her. For me, she has the type of songs that don't always catch on immediately, but then once they grow on me, I'm like obsessed and can appreciate them forever. So, uh, I do not mean that as a backhanded compliment or anything like that. And I just feel like she should get much more
1: recognition. So yeah. she's, she's one for me. That's a good one. Um, I think in similar vein, Maisie Peters, I think she's pretty underrated. I have I know she's well known, but she hasn't yet
0: peaked I think or like reached total stardom and she is so good Becky Mm -hmm. she's also my answer so I think she's getting less and less underrated every day Um, but I'm definitely on a little bit of a crusade for Maisie Peters I'm so excited about her Um, she's just so talented and I think that if we lived in the UK maybe she'd be more famous to us but uh, yeah do you think she's bigger in the UK probably I love her. I love the kind of pop music she makes. Um I love the storytelling in her songs. It's not exactly like Taylor Swift, but it but it does feel like like the way that Taylor tells a story in 3 minutes, like Maisie kind of, especially like in the bridge, how the bridge can kind of escalate things very quickly and very narratively. I feel like Maisie really can do that very well. And then my other answer is not a, is not a good answer at all. I'm just really digging Kelsey Ballerini's um EP. But I don't think you can call her underrated anymore. I think, I think I was I was wrong to even put this in the Google Doc. She is not underrated. She's no. I mean, look, she went on SNL, so
1: if that's like yeah, uh, making you more mainstream. But I don't. I think the average person probably doesn't know who she is.
0: Okay. Oh, and you know what? I'll mention them again because I mentioned them earlier. Allie and AJ, man, they're so Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. They're so good. Love it. Yeah.
2: Okay. Last question. Of all of our 65 total, some of them unnumbered episodes, including three seasons and other bonus episodes, which have affected you the most and why? That's a tough question, but let's just explore a little bit, interpret it however you would like. Any reflections?
0: What a good question. They're all our babies. Um, I think in terms of affecting me emotionally, if that's what we meant. I think our episode about Demi Lovato and the heaviness of fandom, we talked a lot about uh, a lot of hard things and um, about like what it means to hold a celebrity like very close to your heart and like be worried about them and like unpacking that and our parasocial relationships, but also how celebrities are just humans and there's a lot of like, you know, every human has issues and like to see that reflected so clearly in a a pop star can be like both um, empowering, but also like really hard. So I thought that one, Um, but then in terms of the way I think, I think it was our episode about the chicks called the chicks are all punk um, that Mimi put together. I just, I feel like I referenced that in so many episodes that we put out because it was just like so clear, like our point of view was so clear. And I just think about um, reframing the chicks a lot from that episode. And then the one that will like stick me, stick with me kind of forever is our episode called why it's sexist to hate pop music, because that's just become like my manifesto a little bit. Like that's like when I, when I explain to people what the B sides is, I'll give them a few different examples of the kind of episodes that we do, but I'll always reference that one because I feel like it was underlying so much of what we did. And then we stated it explicitly and like, all of the, you know, what what Becky, you were saying earlier about like unpacking what's a guilty pleasure and just like, you know, thinking more critically about the way that we stigmatize audiences and tastes and all of that. So those are my answers. Love that. Um, Well,
2: I can go next because one of mine is the same, the Demi episode, I think episode 32 is a big one. I think, like you said, kind of talking about the heaviness of fandom and talking about substance use disorders and all of that just felt really profound and cathartic. And there was just a lot going on in that episode, but in a way we're we're in a way where it worked. And I just feel like that represented kind of the range where we have sillier episodes. And then we have some episodes that are very serious. Uh, although we probably laughed at some points, but (laughs) With episodes that I, and I think there are things in in all of the episodes that each of us have bottom-lined um, that will stay with me. I think with the ones that I structured, like, I just think the deep dives from Brittany to the Chicks to the Star-Spangled Banner, weirdly, to mm-hmm. Avril. Like, I just feel, I felt really sort of unhinged putting those ones together, like, doing deep dives on certain things like that. Because what this is, really, is... Like you're writing a pop culture essay. Yeah. Every time. And it's a lot of work on top of a full-time job. And so at some point when it's like your free time is being shaved off because like you're working and you're like doing some things, but then you also have to focus on this. It becomes a little unhinged, but then at some point it turns a corner and you're like, no, actually this is fun. And in retrospect, like with some of those topics, I felt like I had kind of worked through and threw into sharp relief why some things matter to me or more broadly why they
1: matter. So I think that's fun.
0: What a like joy that we got to do this. Yeah. What a privilege.
1: I mean, I think my favorite episodes were the Glee recaps yes. because oh, shout it's out. <laughs> really fun to watch things together and then talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially something that like we all watched as a young person and then watching it as an adult, that was fun. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just really enjoyed also just like learning new things. And I'm going to miss that because with researching and reading, whatever um, it was fun to like learn about things I didn't know. And now I know. And now you know, (laughs) Brad Paisley, like you're going to (laughs) have to text me stuff like that because I don't want to live in in a world where like I'm, I four hours ago, didn't know that information. Well, I would text you, but I,
2: I played that question. Like I'm going to, I'm not going to answer it days in advance. I'm going to answer it like an hour before we record. And so that's what I did. Otherwise I would have, yeah, you would have been one of the first to know. Um, and the glee. Okay. Does that, okay. Here's another time capsule thing from a month ago, whenever there was that article that came out, I feel like CNN posted it, but a bunch of places that was like, mental health didn't take a hit during the pandemic or something like that. And it it turns out not to be true at all. And everyone like quote retweeting it with like all of the weird things they did. That was like, I had my college graduation on animal crossing, (laughs) like things like that. So a lot of just stuff like that. And I think that for us, one of the things that we did is like the Glee sort of random recap, but at the same time, like, of course we did it and maybe we would have done it outside of a pandemic. So I have no regrets. We'll never know.
1: I would have done the whole show.
2: I know. I know. I think that would have been, um, we would have been mentally unwell during and after that, but I, I know that you would, and that's a commitment. So on that note, I feel like we should all be able to say final things. Um, but again, it's like, you know, how, how do we land this plane? And so, um, I read a quote that I actually read in 2019, but then I reread this book recently because um, another book by this author is coming out. And so this is something to sort of leave everyone with uh, kind of open ended. And so this is from Jenny Odell's book, How to Do Nothing. Did anyone hear about this in 2019? Yeah. Yes. A I great read, book.
0: I
1: read it too. You did? The cover looks yeah. very 2019.
2: It is. Yeah. Lots of flowers. It's, it's a great book. She's a great um, writer and artist. And it's about like the attention economy and, and critiquing capitalism, but it's, it is also hopeful. And so there's this chapter called ecology of strangers and there's a lot going on in this chapter, but it's like kind of around the fact that in the world, there's always a lot going on. And so we are, so, there's so much more going on than we can ever realize or pay attention to. And we are so much more than we can realize or pay attention to all of us. And so being open, it's about kind of like being open to surprises and things that surprise us in other people and the world and ourselves, because we like literally just can't hold that much in our mind. And we sort of get into ruts and habits and things like that. Okay. So this quote, so she talks about music for a moment. And <laughs> I hope you can like hear the book. This is ASMR. You can hear the book <laughs> on the mic. But um she is talking about how she kind of disliked Top 40 and she heard a Tony Braxton Top 40 hit, Long as I Live, and then she was obsessed with it for weeks after. And here's what she said about That and about music more broadly. Okay. Quote, especially with something as intuitively appealing or unappealing as music to acknowledge that there's something I didn't know I liked is to be surprised, not only by the song, but by myself, my dad, a musician for much of his life says that this is actually the definition of good music, music that sneaks up on you and changes you. And if we're able to leave room for the encounters that will change us in ways we can't yet see We can also acknowledge that we are each a confluence of forces that exceed our own understanding. This explains why, when I hear a song I unexpectedly like, I sometimes feel like something I don't know is talking to something else I don't know through me. For a person invested in a stable and bounded ego, this kind of acknowledgement would be a death wish, but personally, having given up on the idea of an atomic self, I find it to be the surest indicator
1: that I'm alive.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. End quote. Mic drop. I have nothing to add. (laughs) Becky's like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. I think that, um, you know, all of us love pop culture. We love all different forms. We consume a lot of different things. We like to read. We watch movies. We watch TV. But, like, there's something about music that just feels personal. It feels like it's, like, I don't know. And you feel ownership of it. It feels like it's yours. Like the way I feel about my favorite artists, they're like mine, which I would never feel that way about an actress that she's mm-hmm. mine, you know, and or I, I'm sure people do feel that way, but I think for the three of us and hopefully for our listeners too, there's something about music that is like, it really just speaks to like uh, us. So, so personally. And I really love what, what Jenny just wrote about that.
1: One of my um, proudest accomplishments was um, getting my former coworker to realize that liking Justin Bieber, realize that not liking Justin Bieber. Sorry, did not make her cool, and she was like, "You're right. This is just a good song."
2: Especially in that era, it's like that was 2015 was
1: the moment to just
2: accept that that was a great album and a great song. She didn't
1: want to admit. It. yeah like I think you know to be like counter or whatever and it's like no sometimes music is like, it's just good and it just makes you feel good and you dance to it and like that's good and you shouldn't like hold back those
0: feelings because something is considered like popular culture and therefore it's
1: not
2: cool yeah absolutely
0: you know we mentioned that the oo ooze on this is what you came for were kept in by Taylor Swift the songwriter of that song the ooze oohs- On sorry, are Julia Michaels because she she wrote that song and she made the demo and they kept her voice. So
1: you love Julia
0: Michaels. You know, if there's there's
1: 50 people in a room, you love (laughs) Julia Michaels. (laughs) If there's one, if there's 50 people, you are that
2: one person. What is the quote? If there's, if there's, okay. If there, well, if there's one person, (laughs) Hannah is that person. Yeah. And then
1: if there are no people on earth, who love Julia Michaels? Hannah's yeah. no longer here. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> right. Yeah, R.I.P. Me. <laughs> yeah,
1: you love like when I don't. I don't even know Julia Michaels that much. Uh, but when someone says her name, I'm like, oh, Hannah's favorite artist. I'm like,
0: <laughs> oh, oh my god, is how much I think of you and Julia Michaels. <laughs> this is such a great artist to end on. She's such a perfect B sides artist. So that's a. I would love to end the podcast by just another shout out to listen to Julia Michaels more, everybody. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Let's close the loop (laughs) one more time. Yeah. Yeah. And like with that quote, I just I mean, it struck me anyway, but then I just thought, you know, like this is a great quote that ties into music and ties into where the past meets the present meets the future, where the rubber surprisingly sometimes meets the road. And that's kind of where we're at. And um, I think that's a note to end on. Say one more thing about Julia Michaels and then.
0: We'll She's written more songs than
1: you even realize out in the world. That's true. He That's the present day, Carl King.
0: Mm. Actually to end, mm-hmm. just, I want to, th- I also just want to like, I want to thank anybody listening. Mm-hmm. You are awesome. And it's so cool that you're listening. And then Mimi and Becky just like to have you like as co-conspirators. Like, I just feel like we've been such a team the last few years. And I feel very lucky that we, have been doing this. And that this has been like a consistent part of our lives. The three of us are like, not, not busy people. And the fact that we would find time to prioritize this like extra thing that we just so did not have to do. I just think is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't take it for granted. And I feel like this has been a really special chapter of my life and and our lives. So yeah, feeling really grateful. Agreed. And I will still be spamming the both
1: of you with um, information from Pop Grave. Information from Popgrave yes. daily. Um, but I know Mimi's withholding things. Okay. On
2: me. Not true. Now I have to make it up to you, but I totally agree. I really appreciate both of you. I really appreciate everyone listening who I know very well or a little bit or ha- not at all. I don't know you at all. Who are you? Yeah. Um, some of you, but I just, I really appreciate you. You're the best. And, um, Shout out to Pop Crave for just doing it like no one else. Uh, Pop Crave yes. is my reason for being on the internet.
1: If Pop so. Crave has one fan, it's me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if Pop Crave has no fans, we're so gone. The three of us are no longer here. We're gone. Yeah. Okay. So that's our show. But it's never airhorn. It's never the end of the conversation we can't wait to hear what you think and we love you and we thank you
1: bye everyone amen bye thanks for listening to the b-sides podcast we want to connect with you
0: check out the show notes to find our instagram twitter and join our discord where you can link up with us and other progressives who love pop
2: Please take a minute to subscribe, rate and review if you haven't already and consider supporting the B-Sides on Patreon. Until the next time we cut to the feeling,
0: I'm Mimi. I'm Becky. I'm Hannah.